2: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
1: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed, our deep dive show. We are on our Sith Star Destroyer, let's say. I am Joseph Scrimshaw.
4: <laughs> I'm Ken Epsuck. And we are bathed in red and ready to <laughs> dive into a big topic that I think is going to be fun, uh, insightful, and valuable. It is lessons in letting go. Lessons of letting go in Star Wars. But before we do that, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash forcecenter. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or mp3 player we also love doing a force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us
1: Uh, that is right in this week we are recommending queen's peril by e.k johnston a relatively new book but a great one at the time of recording i'm about halfway through reading it and it is great and there are wonderful examples is in most star wars storytelling of trying to let go. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com/forcenter. Again, that's audibletrial.com/forcenter for your free audiobook. All right, Ken, mm. do you feel ready to dive into and obsessively examine the topic of letting go in Star Wars?
4: I am excited and wondering what I'll learn about myself.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm wondering what I'm going to learn about you, too, because, yeah, it, it's a topic that I've been interested yeah. in talking about for a while, and I think it is, to me, it's one of the uh, deeper ideas in Star Wars. It's right there on the surface, starting from A New Hope. It's literal lines of dialogue, but all of those ideas, it's, it's hard to grapple with what they mean in Star Wars without really thinking about how they uh, apply to yourself and your own view of the world and, and how you process things. So I'm uh, going to try to take a big picture view about letting go, and then we'll dive into all the details. So like I said, concept of letting go is in Star Wars from literal dialogue to different big thematic ideas, and we want to discuss all of them and, and their impact. For me, when I was breaking this down, I think there are three main ideas of letting go in Star Wars, and this is my take. I'm sure other people would come up with other ways to look at it, uh, but this is the way that, that I was processing them. Uh, You have letting go in order to access instinctual or intuitive power, Mm. like uh, Obi-Wan right away from A New Hope telling Luke to turn off the targeting computer and, you know, let go. Um, Then we have simply to let go in order to accept change in life, to accept that change of situation, of the, the people around you, of growing up. It's all just change, and you need to let go to accept it. I think this is really uh, present in, in Shmi's lo- uh, line about you can't stop the change anymore, than you can stop the suns from setting. Uh, and then the final one, which I think is a, a really big one in Star Wars, is the idea of letting go in order to accept loss, in order to accept that the cycle of death and rebirth is a natural part of existence, mm-hmm. a natural part of the Force, but in order to embrace that, you need to train yourself to let go. This goes a lot to uh, Yoda's speech to Anakin in Revenge of the Sith of uh, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Mm. Um, And they're all interesting. Mm. They're all complex. And I think they all have, uh, they all kind of overlap with one another because they're all about getting closer to an acceptance of what you can control and what you can't control and what you should control and what you shouldn't control. But they have these different aspects to them. Um, So... Let's uh, let's dive in. Uh, just just with the big basic idea of letting go. Characters mm-hmm. literally say it. How did it hit you? How did you receive it when you were a kid?
4: Whew, I, I think it is probably as a kid view because you know for me it would be original trilogy and so I I think it was most my folks would be on on Luke. And Ben, Ben is head. Um, use the force is that concept, and, and the one you are talking about the instinctual uh, to access the instinctual or, or intuitive power. Now that that grows for me as I grow older, but I think that idea of taking a breath, taking a breath, and just kind of stepping beyond your own mind did hit me pretty young. That's the one that just is is off the screen again. Yoda's got some stuff. He's he's in there uh, giving you some big stuff. But as a kid, that's the one. Uh, it's the easiest for me to grasp, turn off the computer. Now, mind you, I was probably on my Commodore 64 while I was thinking about this, but that's the one I went to.
1: Yeah, man, talk about that moment of turn off your targeting computer, uh, the richness of that, that part of how how this great fantasy story was being told is absolute innovations in computer technology (laughs) Mm -hmm. and, you know, with uh, how much more computers are going to be a part of our lives. It's pretty amazing that this started with like Obi-Wan Kenobi saying, put down your phone, (laughs) (laughs) aim with your heart. (laughs) Um, Yeah. To me, it really, it it hit me, I think, uh, probably on an intuitive level uh, about that, that difference between Mm. being, you know, tight and um, rigid versus being calm. And I think I really heard it is take a deep breath and be calm and, you know, if you're trying to do something and you're getting frustrated, you kind of go at it harder and fiercer, and it doesn't actually help what helps is taking a deep breath and and being calm. Mm-hmm. I think that's the main way it hit me when I was like a kid um yeah. I think even when I was a kid, like uh you must unlearn what you have learned felt like that to me of um maybe the answer is closer to you than you, than you think. And maybe it's Mm -hmm. your, your preconceptions that are, that are holding you back. Um, Mm -hmm. do you ever take that test when you were a a kid in like, uh, I think I took it in fourth grade that the teacher gives you a big spiel of like, this is a speed challenge to finish this test first. Uh, and then the trick is that the first question is something like, uh, tells you not to take the rest of the test to just sign your name to the top of it
4: wow no i we did things a little different in california i think uh (laughs) took a lot of president's fitness tests i don't recall this one here (laughs) i'm curious Uh,
1: (laughs) but that to me that was like a a great unlearn what you have learned of like yes you know maybe you know even with like the blast shield coming down of like your eyes can deceive you um you know
4: Oh, yeah. I'd love to also know how many of your uh, fellow classmates or maybe even you just kind of skip past that one and, and did the rest of the test. I imagine it was probably more than more often than not. I,
1: awesome. I remember being ashamed and feeling like I failed Yoda because I got caught up in yeah. the, I'm smart, I'm fast, I can finish this faster than the mm. other kids. And I, I, I felt bad that I let the teachings of Obi-Wan Kenobi and Yoda down. <laughs> He's like take a deep breath, mm. calm, you know, yeah. Yeah. uh, and some of that is just, yeah, be, be calm. is a, li- a little bit different than totally, uh, letting go. But yeah that's, yeah, that's some of the ways I processed it when I was a kid. Um, when you were an adult, when did this message, any version of the idea of let go start to affect yourself personally or the way you saw star Wars?
4: So this answer comes maybe later than one would think until uh, you know to explain, it would be Last Jedi and how it affected me personally, and then the way I saw Star Wars. This is not to say that during the prequel era I wasn't aware and enjoyed the conversations about attachment and what it meant to Anakin and Padme. I I had those conversations. I I I was a prequelist before I cared to admit it. As we we knew, as I've known. Um, but Last Jedi on how I saw Star Wars, what the lessons were there for. Luke, in his journey, I, I have talked about and wrote about, I just on a, in a Star Wars sense, I wasn't ready for Luke to die, and I came out of my first screening loving what I saw in the movie, but not sure of it. And so just as a Star Wars fan, uh, trying to get into lessons, but then that movie... And failure and being a little bit older and looking back at your life and feeling down about things, feeling shame about things, feeling like maybe things could have been different and how you have to let go of that. This is why I love Anthony Bresnikin's take on Last Jedi, his 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 review line of Star Wars Last Jedi is the, the film about growing older just as much as growing up. And that's where it got me on a level the other movies didn't. They were more on the Star Wars, let's talk about attachment. Then this allows me to go back and look at those other ones and take more joy in the Shmi moment and the Shmi lessons and take uh, you know, have more understanding of even just what Ahsoka was supposed to help Anakin get through, like all those kind of things. So that that's the one. That's the one. It was maybe late in the game later in the game than I care to admit, Joseph, but it that's the one. <laughs> Do you think that happened
1: because of your own just uh, emotional maturity as a human being? Or do you think part of it was that emotional attachment to Luke himself?
4: I would love to think I'm mature on any level. I It, was, it starts from that point. It starts from that point of what I wanted of the Luke Skywalker character. This is why I speculate responsibly was something that is very near and dear to our force in our heart. I, I, I was an, an ignite the green person. I absolutely, you know, if you go back and find me talking about, oh, Luke's gonna kick kick ass and everything. And again, I'm someone who would like to. I'd like to think that I got Luke in the original trilogy. You know, after a certain age, after like ten or twelve or thirteen, you know, where I was like, yeah, he kicked he kicked Vader's ass and won, and his dad changed. After I started understanding, you know, I, I'd like to think I got it, but I carried so many expectations, and 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 once I was able to move past it and let go of those not silly, Not it's part of the process, but to, to as you always say, engage with the story presented to you, then I was able to access what the, that story meant for me on a personal level outside of the galaxy.
1: Right, right. It's, it's like, as a viewer, in a way, you're sort of following the wisdom that Luke is, or that Yoda is giving Luke in Empire Strikes Back of, you know, adventure excitement.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: that's not what this is all about. Uh, yeah. It's obviously a part of it as a form of entertainment and a form of storytelling, but on that deep emotional level mm. for you, you were able to uh, let go a little bit more and see Luke's journey in a different light, right?
4: Yeah, 100%. And then and then that... That goes, and again, I, I don't. know, It almost sounds like I'm defending myself. I, I was all in tune on Ray's journey and Force Awakens and what that meant, and what that meant to me, and inspired me. Rogue One, and everything. I've, I'm always aware of the levels, but you know, I enjoy. I still enjoy talking about. Hey, let's talk about the Battle of Yavin, of its real living history, and let's analyze it and this and that. I love having Star Wars discussions that don't always involve the big themes, but this one, it really just it opened up, and it, it's like tapped into my Star Wars heart because it also. I was able to carry it into my regular life when I thought, Oh, I've already learned the lessons of star Wars. I got mm. it. I got it. You know, I was yeah. 12 once I got it to have it hit you again. That that's where uh, it really affected me. Yeah. Well, that's great.
1: Uh, that is a, a, I think a great uh, moment in your life for that to, to hit. And yeah, I, I think, um, you know, sometimes when we discuss the big themes, I think, in my opinion, Star Wars, even though Wars is in the title and a ton of what is enjoyable about it are the the battles and mm-hmm. the awesome spectacle and, and why emotionally did a character choose to fight or, or not fight? But I feel like for, for this particular theme, so much of it is about, you know, I think the letting go theme lends itself to that attempt to really have fighting be the last resort. So I, I think it makes sense that that's, where some of our conversation will end up this episode. Um, For myself as an adult, uh, I think it took me a while. I I really got the take a deep breath. Um, I I started to get as a teen, as I've talked about many times, once I started doing more artistic things, like my dad teaching me to drum that like, oh, wow. Mm. If I try to be calm and listen or stop counting the beats because you can hear them because it's rhythm and it's you know it is a part of the world and it is a part of you and if you listen maybe you will figure out that drumbeat more than you will Mm -hmm. if you try to obsessively count it and notate it so it started to creep into my um they into into the way i processed the world uh when i was a teen but i think when it really hit me in star wars is in the time after revenge of the sith Mm -hmm. of You know, I think when Phantom Menace came out, I I, like you said, I think I understood things intellectually, Mm. but there is still so many people around me who are negative about prequels because of surface-level stuff about what they thought of the dialogue or the acting choices, or that line was a dumb callback, or Vader said no, stupid, and so they're all bad, period. Mm. Um, So I was surrounded by so much of that, and I remember thinking... I'm, but I keep thinking about Anakin's journey, and it was really for me a step forward into like uh, letting myself appreciate the prequels even more because I was like, I can't stop thinking about exactly why Anakin fell, mm. and I think that's when it really started to land with me. This I exactly what Yoda meant in not in an intellectual way but like an emotional way of fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering. And, you know, I think it was helpful for me that around 2005 is, well, right when Revenge of the Sith came out, I was starting to date my wife and that relationship was going really well. So I was reflecting on mistakes that I had made in previous relationships, be they romantic or professional or Mm. personal or family. And I think that path that Anakin went through, you know, I think I always kind of held Star Wars. Yeah, it's got some wisdom, but it's Mm -hmm. that's about adventure and myth and and. Anakin's fall in Revenge of the Sith was when it really started to be like these are these are grand versions of things that everybody experienced, and I started mm-hmm. to track down like times that I'd made bad choices. This is really weird, but mm-hmm. I connected Anakin's fall in Revenge of the Sith to my choice to not go to a Weird Al concert. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my bologna, it, tell me. Yeah, it was so. Um, my girlfriend at the time, uh, before I, I was with Sarah. Um, I've never had two girlfriends at once. Uh, <laughs> uh <laughs> anyway, uh, no problem. The people who that worked for, I did not do that. Um, and she was a big Weird Al fan and wanted to go to this concert. And then there was a show the same night, and that I was in. Um, and this, there was a little bit of tension with the group that I was performing with, and. And the people in the group were like, we'll just get somebody else to play your role. Go see Weird Al. And I had this like deep down fear of rejection mm. that I can't, that's, that, that's the group that I want to be in. I can't be replaced. Right. And I realized, well, my fear of rejection led me to imagine that it wouldn't be for one night. If I don't do that, maybe they'll try to push me out of the group entirely. I'm not gonna let that happen. I'm gonna stop it. I'm gonna not go to a weird hell concert with my girlfriend and instead do a show that ended up being fine, right? But not make or break or anything. I had projected outward, mm. not to what the reality of the situation was, but what I feared the situation would be, mm. and then lost something that would have been, you know, wonderful mm. because of it. And that's I think the moment where the dime really dropped for me of like, oh. Star Wars is, uh, you know, I don't I'm never going to have an actual working lightsaber. Never say never. We'll see. Right. Um, but these lessons are still valuable.
4: Yeah. Yeah. What I love about what the story you're telling me is 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 taking that fear inside Star Wars. Uh, you know, you and I watch these movies. Where we, we, we comb over every detail. And like I said, you can get lost on it on an intellectual level. And it's very easy for me to, especially back in the day, to be like, "Well, Yoda, fear—he's talking about the dark side, everything, and 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 these things in Star Wars. When it's just what you describe, fear, fear, and fear has kept me from so many things, and fear turns to resentment, a form of anger. You know, once you break it down and connect it to just your step by step life, that's to me that's the beauty of when Star Wars just opens up for you on another level."
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so let's dive into the the three different categories of letting go, um, mm. as I see them. So we'll start with uh, letting go to access instinctual or intuitive power. Uh, some examples of this: uh, Obi Wan's first instructions to Luke, let go of your conscious self and reach out with your feelings. Uh, shutting off the targeting computer we talked about. Um, I know a ton of people uh, have Force Center fans have uh, reached out and said uh, Qui Gon's advice to Anakin before the Pod Race: "Don't think, feel." Uh, meant a lot. I think uh, Ma's saying to Ray, "Close your eyes, feel it. The light it's always been there. It will guide you." Um, what's your favorite moment of this kind of letting go of, of taking a deep breath and connecting to your inner self or to the larger world, and thereby uh, accessing this power that you have inside you? What's your favorite moment of that in Star Wars? Either from these examples or others.
4: Yeah, I I do the um, Luke switching off to our computer again is one that, that's always been vibrant there. I love this the the, the Maz one here uh, with Ray, uh, just because there's I don't know it, Ray comes to the Force in a different way to me than say Luke or here you know um, he doesn't have she doesn't have. Obi Wan sitting down, going all right. Now let me tell you about everything. You know, this is it's just rolling out at a fast breakneck speed there, and so it comes down to this extinction extinctual, extinctual thing, uh, and and the idea of the light, light always being there and it will guide you is something I, I can lock onto for big decision making points in my life. Um, um, things with performance or skills being in there, and just how just if you if you quiet, close your mind. Um, it, 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 the answer is there it's always been there and it'll get, you'll you'll find out who you are in these moments i really like that one i really uh, inspired by ray's journey
1: yeah yeah I, I think that's a great point of like she doesn't have as much step-by-step guidance it's it's in awakening this sudden rush uh mm-hmm. and it takes her while to process maz's information and then and then use it yeah. at the end of the movie um all of these examples i think uh, mean a lot to me uh another one that's not is textual but you just feel it is uh Luke in the Wampa cave. You, the way you see him straining to reach the lightsaber because that is his first instinct and it's it's literally like a you know a tight straining move mm. and then you just see him go oh yeah I know the answer to this and the way he calms mm. and closes his eyes and just reaches out it, it's it feels um it's like a release mm. you know it it for me it is when I've had moments where this makes sense to me in a real world terms, I feel uh, what I see in in that moment mm. of just you're straining, you're straining. And the more you strain, the farther away it's going to be. But if you just take a deep breath and close your eyes, it, it will flow more. Mm. Uh, so that one's always meant a lot to me because it's just such a visual representation of letting go.
4: Mm.
1: Mm. I like um, that. Mm-hmm. Cool. So... Uh, when you're watching Star Wars, this uh, yeah. idea of letting go to access uh, intuitive power, do you interpret it in Star Wars as the characters are drawing power from themselves? Do you interpret it that they are sort of decentering their own self, their own hangups so they can better connect to the larger force? Or is it a combination to you?
4: I'd like to think maybe it's a combination. Uh, we talk about that symbiotic circle often here, right? But I, I think you're gonna you're gonna again in, in story here you're gonna block yourself from being open to what the force can can bring to you. And then though we talk often, you know, about the force can guide your actions. I think it, it's because it's working in concert with you. Uh, that's why I think we're all blo- You know, you're blocking yourself. You're blocking the force by yourself. It's because of you. So. Um, that the skill set might be within you. Um, you know, Luke is flown an X Wing, or not flown an X Wing before, but he's flown before. Ray's got some street fighting skills, whatever you can list all of that. Um, it's there. But the force wants the force wants to help you, wants to guide you. But often you're gatekeeping yourself there. So i that's in story what I've always taken it as. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the most
1: elegant things about uh, this description of the force. And it, it starts right away in a new hope. This idea, as you touched on, that it uh, guides your actions, but it also obeys your commands. Right. And for me, that gets to this philosophy of yeah, we are um, we are individuals, and we have power. Right. And I don't think there's anything in Star Wars that, for me, sort of decenters the individual or says the individual is unimportant. Because, mm-hmm. like you're saying, the, the, we're all this sort of you know uh, we all control our own actions. Um, but we can choose how much we want to lower our guard and let in other ideas. Um, and I think the idea of the Force that I like a lot is that it is, it, the, the idea of Force in Star Wars encourages us to see ourselves as part of everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not like, it's, you could read the Force as, Luke's got all this power inside him, So if he calms down, he can let it flow out, right? Right. And maybe sometimes when, when the force is obeying his command, maybe it is going in that direction. But it's also a matter of, like, the way Yoda describes it on Dagobah, that Luke is a luminous being who's a part of the force as much as that, you know, that patch of land or that tree or the bog wing or whatever. It's just all flowing together and connected. And even something inorganic like a piece of machinery is this sort of a space you know a negative space in the in the force um mm. and i like that idea because i think it encourages us to whatever real world beliefs you have about it, it encourages us to see ourselves as a part of a whole right um and so that almost the idea of like is the force am i pulling the force inside myself does the force <laughs> exist in me and it's radiating out it's kind of like doesn't matter because we're all part of the same thing and it's almost like that's what uh, these Jedi heroes need to let go of. Yeah, is Yes, I have a perspective. Yes, I have agency. Yes, I'm an individual. But in, to, or, in order to tap into this thing that is larger than myself, I have to see myself uh, in a little bit of a less egotistical way. I am a part of everything.
4: You're part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's sometimes harder to stand in a crowd than out of it. <laughs> because you (laughs) got to know yourself and know your place in it all yeah yeah how for you how
1: does that does that translate to real world at all do you have moments where you feel like yeah you have agency you're a person and you are making choices for yourself but your choices are being made better by by thinking of yourself as a a part of the whole
4: yeah when you we're all we're all at some point ego and your experiences and perspective are all gonna get in the way and, and take you down somewhere um, that is uh, based uh, you know, brain first, heart second. And I and I think at the end of the day, heart first leads you down the the better paths and the and the and the paths that are full of empathy and compassion and and awareness of, of humanity around you. I I I, I think that's you know, not to get too specific on any anything real world, but you can put some descriptors in front of you. I am this. I believe this, and then that can you can find yourself locked into it when the the world needs you to plug into the world. Uh, not 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 uh, from a spiritual sense, uh, uh, but you know, you know what I mean. Like so, so you start blocking the way you view situations or the way w- the way you view pain and suffering. Uh, and if you don't feel attached to it, you know, it's easy to attach to the joys. It's not easy to attach to the pains. And once you realize we're all part of it, not to get, uh, you know, totally, uh, you know, a um, big circle of joy. But you know what I mean? And and I, 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 I'm connecting. I love I love this image you're talking about of the rock, the tree, the bog wing. You're not better than that. You might be stronger than the bog wing. You, you might have a laser sword that the bog wing doesn't have. <laughs> but that's just as valuable. Uh, the bog wing is. So connect to that and connect to that by unconnecting from yourself. Yeah. Let go of the self.
1: Yeah. Uh, Great. Uh, Yeah. Great. Great uh, examples. Um, I want to ask you about this because writing these questions led me towards this thought of um, the force obviously is accessed uh, by both Jedi, both Sith, uh, both light side and dark side. Do you feel like the force can only be accessed by emotions, by compassion, serenity, anger, fear? Because all these ideas about letting go are, hey, turn off your targeting computer, turn off, you know, Mm -hmm. your uh, anxieties, don't don't be uptight and fiddly, be flowing. Mm -hmm. But we also, but we see that, and, and that tracks really well if you're just thinking about compassion and serenity, but the force obeys the commands of anger and fear as well. So what do you think of that idea that, that the force responds to emotions, but maybe not in your words, the force responds to heart, but not brain as much.
4: I, so I, I I think that's a correct statement Uh, uh, in terms of, uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to think of other ways to access it and none of them work for me. And this, this goes, this problem, not where you intended to take it specifically, but this takes me to some of the conversations about, New force skills and well, what's that? And we didn't know about pre- force projection. What is it? You know, video game stats, right? And mm-hmm. if you're just going in story, force don't care about that. It's there. You can access. You can learn. You might have a higher midi count or be more disciplined and know how to find your find the skills. But the force is not. You can't access it by. Years of training, uh, specifically, you know, uh, yes, you might be better, but you know what I mean? Like, the Force isn't going to be like, 13 years? Great, come on board. Um, (laughs) And that allows me in story to be just more open to Ezra learning it, Ray learning it, uh, Ahsoka being young but having some insights that the others don't have. Um, meaning she's even more pure of heart, and not naive. She's learning things uh, from a different perspective than a, a wise old Jedi that's been around for thirty years, forty years, and just used to the way things are. Um, so I think the Force is going to respond to that. And then you know, I don't have necessarily the answer for the, the flip side of that, the dark side, but it just make that makes sense that it's emotions, not skills, not not stats in the back of your Force trading card. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And to me, I understand
1: that in almost like, um, this is again, weird, but it's from my life experience. It's like, um, honestly good comedy delivery, you know, Mm -hmm. there's Mm -hmm. like jokes about timing and you can, and I've had this experience working with lots of incredibly hilarious people, lots of great actors who are amazing and aren't good at comedy. Like Mm -hmm. you can teach someone that the pause needed is about this many seconds. Right, But that's so different. That will never be as funny as, as teaching somebody to say, you have to have this half breath pause here. That will never be as funny as somebody who just instinctually knows it, who can just feel the energy of the audience and feel if I wait half a second, then it's going to land. Um, yeah. yeah. And to just, for me getting to experience those things kind of night after night doing live performance,
4: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I really relate to that of like, there's certainly thinking involved. You've, you've made choices. Mm-hmm. You know, you're aware of your body. You have to be facing the audience. You have to be speaking loud enough to be heard. There's lots of just like, yeah, think, of course, think. Mm. Um, and if a problem comes up, you have to be creative to solve it and all that. But just some of those, those skills that kind of can't be taught, they just come from pure
4: instinct. And, yep. and they won't work if you get too tight. Hundred percent. I, I, you and I come from the comedy side a lot, and and especially now that I'm back doing stand up, um, I can't tell you how many times I'm pacing backstage, staring at a post it note with eight scribbled bit titles on, going, uh, what is it? What's next? What's next? I got to get this down. Got this down. At some point, I just have to put it away and go. It's there. It's there. And then when I mess up on stage, I was out in Vegas before the lockdown happened and I'd doing a show, and I, I did, I, I messed up. And it, and, it, and it why? Because I was in front of myself. I, my targeting computer was on. <laughs> and not trusting the instincts I have just as, you know, uh, you know, it's not even unnaturally funny. People are like that, that's funny. I'm like, what do you mean? That wasn't a joke, that was me. Um, you know, it's just there. It's the instincts. So not to just take it into this real world comedy discussion, but yeah, and, and it's all about just letting it flow, letting go.
1: Yeah. Coming coming from a, a place of uh, emotion rather than uh, being analytical in that moment. Yeah. Um. So w- we kind of segued into the next question, but uh, I'm curious if you have other uh, examples or thoughts about how uh, this idea of letting go to access instinctual power applies to real-world abilities. Uh, you just gave a great example. Um, do you have others, or do you have thoughts on what the limits to that are?
4: Uh, I mean, I, I'll apply this a little bit to... Choices, and we're going to go into accepting change and all that kind of stuff. But this one kind of falls into um, we talk a lot about in Star Wars. Destiny is 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 what you know takes you up to a big choice, right? Um, I can't tell you how many times in my life, you know, I am a spiritual guy, I have that side to me, but like I've been offered something or a job promotion. There was one I was offered a big job promotion in my old security days to go to uh, New Orleans a year or six months after Katrina to to launch start up a whole division out there. And it was a great offer, and I had VPs come to me and wine and dine me to lunch and tell me all these things and put stuff on paper, put stuff uh, in my brain as to why it's a good job. And I remember at one point I just had to shut my mind off and go, no, it's not even about what I want. Feel, connect with what you need, and I turned it all down. And that ended up being good. And I think that applies. So the, the, some of the limits could be, you know, I don't, know, I don't, you know, I, I'm not going to base, I'm not going to base all my decisions on, well, Star Wars uh, the f- taught me about the force, uh, dear vice president of uh, my <laughs> division. But, you know, it all, it all tracks for me. And then looking back, that's how I even started connecting Star Wars more to that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that, that, that just, it it, 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 it connects for me. I don't know if it makes perfect sense outside of my brain
1: (laughs) no i think it i think it does is is, hearing you talk about it i was really feeling like that is a perfect example in some ways of what we're talking about because you know there there are limits of Mm -hmm. this is you know such a beautiful and helpful analogy in star wars to to how we can get in touch with ourselves but I, Mm -hmm. i think there are limits like you you couldn't have been at that table and just closed your eyes and let go and known Mm. the details of the contract, right? Right. (laughs) And known like financially, is this going to be a good deal? How much, how is this going to affect my 401k? You couldn't have just clone your eyes, closed your eyes and and know that. You would have to think, you would have to study, right? Yeah. Uh, But what you talked about doing is reaching down and listening to the answer you already knew. Because this intellectual side of you that is going to read the impact on your 401k is going to go, well, man, maybe I should. But you. it sounds to me like your story is about quieting your mind and going, but does this feel right? Right. And, and it didn't. And that was already inside you because it was an emotional choice, a heart choice, not mm. an intellectual choice.
4: Yeah. And letting, letting go of 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 self too, you know, because self self was gonna look at that 401k package and be like, ooh, yeah, well, I can buy myself a new Camry. Um and just letting go. Again, it is targeting targeting computer, right? Um just in that sense of just like, no, 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 you don't you don't need all this. You know what you know what you need to do. Do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And my my only other uh sort of example outside of you know lots of uh, performing where you're really on stage, you're really in the moment that happens. But I have had a couple uh, moments too in writing where I get kind of, I think you have to be a mixture of analytical and creative when you're writing. We talked about that on the the Mandalorian report, the behind the scenes Disney gallery, because there's a lot of great discussion of that, um, particularly with the score, um, where you have to like structure and, and analyze like the all of the beats. But I've had a couple of scripts where just like, I know I need a laugh line right here. Mm. And I'm so in the analytical mode that I can't get it. And I, you know, these are a few times where I've just been like, I need to try it the Star Wars way. And just, I kind of knew the setup and I knew the kind of joke I needed. And it's really that thing. If you can just quiet your mind every once in a while, a joke has just offered itself to me (laughs) is what it has felt like. Because... I already, you know, somewhere deep inside, there's some connection of like something I've observed in the world that makes me realize, Oh, that would be really funny. Or, you know, just trying to connect to the feeling of, you know, a great joke is kind of jarring. It's Mm -hmm. like, it's the, um, the perfect answer that you didn't expect because the joke has to have surprise, but it still has to make sense. And sometimes I've just tried to be like, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to start saying the sentence and then I'm going to try to say something Mm -hmm. that sounds like a symbol crashing. Mm-hmm. Like just say something out loud to myself that's that feels like a symbol crashing and suddenly I said something mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't work all the time. but no. It's worked enough times to make me feel like, yeah, this is a real good, if nothing else, creative tool to try to get yourself out of that
4: uh, when you're encrusted, you know? No, <laughs> no comedy writer likes to be encrusted. Uh <laughs> Yeah, no. I, I, it's funny. I, I don't want this to turn into Ken and Joseph's comedy theory discussion uh, show. But yeah, I, I was working on a, a notes on a pitch that I'm not pitching. It's for someone else, and like, I, they were like, "Can you add some jokes?" Because you know that's what you do, Ken. Right? Can you do that? And I was failing for a long time last night until I was like, "No, no, no. Just let it go, and it will <laughs> flow." Uh, and again, not everything's going to hit and everything, and, and and you know, and this is. Um, yeah, this this can trust me, folks. The force goes outside of the comedy walls as well, and I think again, I think response to situations, response to um, I don't know confrontation in real life. Um, your your response might first come from a, a very. Heady space, a uh, defensive space, an ego space, and the force is—it wants you to connect to what is right beyond that. What is right at your core, even if you're uncomfortable with that, and you must let go of your own desires, even in confrontational situations. Uh, your desire might be to pummel them in the face force doesn't want you to do that in this situation <laughs> listen and i think that's that's all the things you and i are talking about and it, and it and it can organically flow into comedy or bar fights apparently
1: comedy bar fights computer programming uh <laughs> buying the right car you know i think yeah, yeah. It, i think it can uh, apply to so many things i think in some ways this one is obi-wan could have said to luke on clench luke on clench <laughs> i think that would have been good not great screenwriting but good jedi (laughs) wisdom uh we are going to unclench for a moment and then we'll be back to talk about these other aspects of letting go in star wars back to let go some more we're gonna talk about more aspects of letting go in star wars now i as i was looking at it ken i kind of felt like these next two ideas of what letting go means uh, overlap a little bit but i thought it was worth pulling them apart to kind of examine separately but i I do think they overlap uh we're gonna start with letting go just to accept change in life And some examples of that is, of course, uh, Shmi saying to young Anakin, you can't stop change any more than you can stop uh, the suns from setting, obviously setting up a a big arc in Anakin's life of not wanting change. Um, I think the whole story of Ahsoka, when you really watch the Clone Wars movie and realize that Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi both thought it was a good idea to give Anakin a Padawan so he could learn to care about someone who is meant to move on. That is the entire structure. So that, the whole relationship between Anakin and Ahsoka, I think, is an example of uh, the theme of letting go in order just to accept change and growth. Um, I think another example is Rey being afraid to leave uh, Jakku. That's when you bring up a lot, Ken, that that's an important part of her journey that in Force Awakens, she, she doesn't she wants change, but only in a specific way for her parents to come back. Mm -hmm. Um, in Last Jedi, uh, Yoda is saying to Luke, uh, Luke wonders, so it is time for the Jedi to end. And Yoda says to Luke, time it is for you to look past a pile of old books, uh, and goes on to say a lot of, uh, wise things. But I think a lot of them are in the spirit of Luke, you've, you've done great, but you've been looking at the force and your role and the Jedi in this specific way for so long. You got to try to see it in in a new way again. Mm Um, I think even even things like moments of bravery and change that we see in characters like uh, like Han uh, allowing himself to be a rebel and not just stay a smuggler uh, or Jin not being entrenched in just being a person who doesn't care about the war. The Empire and the Rebellion are both destructive and allows herself to see it differently. I think those are our moments of letting go of the previous way in order to accept change. Uh, so those are, those are some examples. Uh, what do you, what, what's your general thought on that concept of letting go in Star Wars?
4: Ooh, uh, I think it is, is one of the more powerful lessons and you're right. Both of these are so close. They're so close to it. We're going to do our best to pull it apart, but I think just uh, especially I take it back to where we, we go a lot. I understand. But Luca's saying this is for 12 year olds. This is the choices and all the things in front of you. And a lot of that he focuses on, hey, how does a, how does a good kid like Annie can go bad? And that's part of the lessons. But change is change seasons of your life, uh, relationships, even jobs. Um, they all they all are there. And every example you're listing here is uh, powerful in its own way to even things in my own life. As you as you're listing it, I'm like, oh, that that's my answer. No, that's no, that means a lot to me. Um, and there's some powerful ones I, I also, I think I'd submit and it might even work more into uh, the next one, but I, Leia and it's in Rise of Skywalker novel. It is, it's not subtle. The, the ghost of Luke, the spirit of Luke is in her her head saying, let go. It's time to let go. Um, and compare that to Palpatine. I keep getting angry. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I keep getting angry out on other shows. Pounded my fist on the desk about the lesson of Palpatine and the Rise of Skywalker is about even not even being ready to let go of, of your own death, which, again, will, will come up to some of the accepting loss. Anyways, there's a lot there, and these are some of the most powerful lessons in Star Wars, Joseph, because they're all under this category of letting go, but they have different little uh, uh, sub-chapters sub that are equally as important
1: yeah yeah and i I love that you immediately took this back to lucas saying it's for 12 year olds right because there are lots of different shades of this i think some of the lessons are uh more about you know for for different ages like with uh Mm -hmm. with luke or the way you see your profession or or all those kind of things but they all do go back to this just core truth the very mythic truth of in order to grow up in order to evolve we have to accept change. And sometimes we will, you know, have to let something go either because it's bad or just because it's natural for things to change. We're, we're going to talk about loss and it's natural for things to die. But even without the death, it's just natural for you to change from a young kid to a kid to a teen to an adult um, to the first part of your youth as an adult to middle age to like. It, it you just have to accept that that change is going to happen because it's a reality and it, there's a strength in embracing it and I think that's what to me this is this is about.
4: Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I wish I wish some I wish I was more tuned plugged into some of these Star Wars examples in my life. It's it's silly, but for for if you're listening, generally, if you're a four center listener, we are the types that are like. Say to our friends at bars, well, all right. It, it's like, it's like in star Wars. Um, <laughs> we, we, you know, I've had some f- pretty serious discussions about, uh, you know, a lot of things going on in, in the world right now. And I've equated it to star Wars. We did that on our, our episode of, of the real world to kind of base discussion. So it's all there, but I wish, I wish going back some of them, I was, I wish I was able to comfort myself a little bit more easier with some of these <laughs> moments looking back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, me too. Um, let, we'll we'll definitely get to some some real world impacts for for ourselves at mm-hmm. least. But when when you think through examples of letting go to accept change, what which are the ones that resonate for you in terms of storytelling? Which which are most powerful for
4: you? Is that is that in Last Jedi as well for you, or or elsewhere? Um, I think it is um, Han. I'm, I'm I'm such a Han guy, so um, Han in force awakens I've, I've talked about how i didn't I grew up a han solo fan it was almost as if the force was like saying great good choice this is going to have greater importance to you and, <laughs> and value later on in your life you just don't know it yet so force awakens han you know uh, fade in curtain comes up and he's back to where he started that that was really powerful for me in the lessons that I have to learn is someone who, who tends to go towards solitude tends to go towards stoicism and tends to just want to be on the road by myself. And that's not tremendously healthy and it wasn't good for Han doesn't mean he didn't have fun or he and Chewie didn't have a bond. um, And that's part of it. You got to separate that, you know, it's easy to not let go of things if you're like, yeah, but it's all good. You know, we're we're, we're, me and my, me and my dog pilot are on the road. (laughs) So that's some big stuff. I connected to that one there. Um, but also, I can tell you man Force awakens is a punch. Um, you, you say you say I mentioned a lot, yeah, it's because it's so personal of once I unlocked and I love and you've said this several times publicly just how like, yeah, you love the character of Ray. You wish you could be Ray when you grow up, right? Like mm-hmm. um, that's powerful for me too, because once I unlocked for myself, that Ray's hero hero's journey begins with her going, no, I don't want to leave. In fact, I'm marking every day down as if it's a prison because I'm only going to leave if this one specific thing happens. Um, that, that plagued me for a lot of my life and to see it in Ray and to hear Maz say it's in front of you, like that, that hit me in 2015, watching (laughs) 22 year old Daisy Ridley play this character right you know it crossed a lot of uh a lot of uh uh, crossed crossed over and grabbed me um and so those ones pop up oh yeah taking into real world stuff we'll get we can get into specifics but those work for me in star wars and there's things along the way i love the ahsoka one i uh let go of your anger (laughs) that's we. It's yeah yeah, it's a dark side version of it yeah yeah there's a lot of stuff anyways those yeah
1: jumped to mind those are great and i think um raise is the example of uh, hey no i what i want more than anything is to move forward right but only in this specific way boy is that powerful to real life because i think it can start from such a a healthy place of you mm-hmm. make a plan for what you want in life and i, I am this is m- my opinion i think our culture is really geared toward planning is is good and, and you work hard and you get good grades and you do all the right things. And then things happen at that time, you, you meet your partner and you get married at this time and you, you, you have biologically or you adopt children by this time and your 401k is here and your house should have this value. And, like, mm-hmm. and I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have our life work out the way that we should be able to exert our will on reality and have our life work out exactly the way it should. And what opportunities to move forward are we missing? because we are locked into this is the one way that the story of my life needs to go in order for me to feel like a success.
4: I call that life by numbers, by this, by this, by this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a power to that to me in attaching to Luke's journey Mm -hmm. because he went through that in the original trilogy and he thought that he wanted to be a Jedi like his father because he thought Jedi uh, were great warriors, and you know he would he would kick the bad guys' ass, and the heroes would win. And then he realized, oh, it's it's much more complicated than that. And then he he becomes really obsessed with this idea of mastery that he is the keeper of the knowledge of the Jedi, that it is all about wisdom, collecting that wisdom. Uh, becoming as you know serious minded and as powerful as you can and then what started as a noble goal of him really trying to listen to Yoda he takes so far that he can't find his way to this new destination this new way forward and I think it's really powerful that that's why Yoda appears to him in that moment of like hey man you did it (laughs) (laughs) you have the most serious mind you have saved the jedi you have collected every bit of a jedi knowledge and you have you know preserved it and honored it but now now you got to remember what it felt like when when you were a kid and you just wanted to do the right thing what does your gut tell you is to just do the right thing that's why it's time for you to look past this pile of of old books
3: Mm. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah sorry i'm taking a lot of this in <laughs> I'm I'm glad. Yeah. Uh
1: yeah. And and I know that you that scene is powerful to you but I think that one has really hung up uh, it really landed in my soul because I, I have always taken on like like I said feeling like a kid like when I make when I act too fast and rush or you know want something shiny I sometimes think I like, can eh, calm down listen to Yoda. <laughs> so to see that reflected in in my hero of yeah. you know of Luke Skywalker was was pretty powerful. Um in the in the story of Star Wars itself, what is the danger of not accepting change? Do you think it, it leads to the dark side? Does it lead to inaction? What does not accepting change do to characters?
4: I think the inaction one is I think it's great you brought it back up. I'm I'm thinking again of Luke Skywalker going into the Last Jedi, particularly Jason Fry's prologue. Like that to me, that's the force reaching out to him in dreams, going, You gotta get plugged in and, and you gotta you know, choose action, take aside everything. But to me, he, he, Luke feared not just a failure he had, he, he feared a potential change, a change in Ben Solo. He feared it uh, and ran away from it. And I think that led to some inaction, but definitely, definitely the dark side stuff. I'm not just thinking of Vader. I'm thinking of, um, thinking a little bit of Ray here in this, in this moment of, um, you know, with the, the whole thing of Leia saying, don't be afraid of who you are. Uh, and Ray probably had a vision of what that was, particularly, you know, of what she's all right. I got to, I got to stand on my own two feet. I'm no one I'm pl- I got to plug into that. That's who I am. Right. That's who I am. Oh crap. No, I'm this. And my powers can hurt those I love on oh, this to be able to, uh, not accept, not accept the jet change in knowledge and that change in direction because you're afraid of one possible path. it can definitely lead to some, some dark side stuff there if you're not careful hmm
1: yeah i like that a lot um i think you know it definitely can lead to the dark side or i think it can lead to the trap that we see discussed a lot in star wars that that inaction in and of itself can be an action um something that's you know being discussed a a lot in real world terms of like you know if, if in certain instances if you don't speak up about something that is kind of saying something is is a discussion we're having in the real world um i think in star wars uh, and in real life, you know, you just, if you don't want to accept change, you just can't evolve or grow. And that's such an easy thing to just say, like, got it, got the storybook right. message from the storybook films. But then, you know, it, it's really uh hard to do. Um, I think there's a, you know, I think the lesson with Anakin, Anakin's really the one who's just like, you kind of could feel like If Anakin was in the real world, he would lose his mind when an app gets updated in the icon's got rounded corners now. Right. He just (laughs) he has such deep seated fear of change because he uh, he he fears losing something. And I think, you know, when you start to dive into it, uh, like uh, at least for myself, that that's uh, that when you when I run down a fear of change, it's always a fear of loss of what if I lose the thing that I love now or what if I, you know, lose what I think I will get. If, if i stop change um from happening so i think for for anakin it's a real path to the dark side i think for a lot of our heroes like han and Jin, it is a path toward inaction um in mm-hmm. a path towards just uh sometimes to being selfish um mm-hmm. anakin not wanting to let ahsoka go or learn from it could be seen as selfish um the classic you know han telling chewie i know what i'm doing you know and Luke's saying, you know what they're up against, you know? And he's like, eh, it's not my problem. Um, so it can lead to this sort of selfishness. I, I think in in a positive way, and I think about this a lot with the Rise of Skywalker and Rise of Skywalker being a story of Rays discovering who she is for herself and deciding for herself, but it's also... A story of you are more powerful with your friends. There are uh, more of us. Uh, We can succeed if we all work together. It's those twin themes of the importance of the individual and the importance of the community. Um, I think about that with accepting change, because once you accept that there's an endless amount of things in the world that you can't change, by default, It makes you focus back on yourself and say, "Well, what is within my power to change?" Mm -hmm. And I think if you get in a mindset, and I think this is like exemplified by Jin of like, "Nowhere I go, I can't. There's just the the empire and the rebellion are just going to kill people around me, and there's nothing I can do to change it. So I just I'm not going to care about anyone else. I'm just going to survive for myself. There's no point in caring about anybody else, and it's understandable, uh, but it leads to that selfishness. And then when Jin says uh i don't know if i can change this all by myself but i'm going to invest in my own power my own agency i'm right here right now with this information i'm going to choose to act on it uh then she can make a difference because uh she is accepting here's what i can change here's what i can't change and i always have a responsibility or a a power of myself because I can always take an action, even if it's maybe not going to have the exact direct result that I want. I can still choose to make a change.
4: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, with Jen and Han, talk about Ahsoka leaving, and we'll set Anakin aside from the, that Ahsoka leaving the Order conversation for a second. Um, if being that that change you're talking about too, and not letting go and allowing the change happen, just as it blocks you from being not just a better you, but maybe the real you that you can be unlocking potential, my friends, but becoming because Ahsoka, it's like she became herself, right? She she, right. She became herself. Han in the end, he goes back and forth. He goes back and forth, but this is why I love that most wanted moment where Kira's looking across him and going, uh, he, he's a good, he's a good guy because of this. And Han, Knows that, and it's not because of he saved someone or this and that, it's it's just who he is. Um, to go connect back to that later in life, it, 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 it yeah, you've got a, a that's part of the change conversation and letting go. Uh, you, you don't allow yourself to be who, who who you were born to be, uh, if, if you're in Lord of the Rings, um. <laughs> Yeah, no,
1: I think it's I think it's great that you uh, bring up Ahsoka as a positive example of this, Mm -hmm. of, you know, in that moment, she couldn't change the path of the Jedi, but she could make the choice to walk away and accept this huge and terrifying amount of change. And I think it's why that uh, Trace and Rafa um, arc is so important, because it's like, I know what's behind me. Isn't right for me anymore. So, and I have no idea what's ahead. And that's utterly terrifying. But, you know, she survived because of that, probably, and made a difference ultimately because of that.
4: Yeah. Cause she, when she lets go, I mean, I forget the exact line, but Anakin's like, but what? 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 You, you want to be a Jedi. That's all, that's all you wanted. And that's not wrong, right? Cause in her head, she's like, yeah, it is. But you got, I got to let go of that. And she becomes herself. And in a way, as we know, becomes more of a Jedi than, and maybe even some of the Jedi. But, Uh, yeah. So it is positive, but that's part of it, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think a part of it is feeling, feeling empowered that, uh, maybe you can't change everything, but you always have power to change yourself. Um, in real life, how much do you struggle with change? I I think we are on the same page here of, uh, we probably get mad at apps like Anakin would when they have rounded corners suddenly.
4: Eh, Uh, change is hard. I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm stoic, I'm stubborn. Um, it, that was I could say I'm quote older now, but that was you know at, at twelve. Um, I should have listened even more to Star Wars. There, yeah. Um, I, I, it's a problem, and it's a problem, and you know, hold on to it. And and the reason the the Ray One to give the specific example, the Ray One, the Ray being on Jakku, and wants to be plugged into something bigger, but is constantly like, I got to go back because this isn't the way I wanted to plug in. Um, I had a day job that lasted 17 years, good industry, you know, uh, you know, I did all right in it. Um, it's, it, 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 I had, I hated it. I hated who, who I was in it. Uh, at times, uh, I met so many wonderful people. That's all the different, but you know, on the surface, you know, I used to drive the to work towards the end of it. 17 years in this industry. That hmm. was, I was supposed to two years, right. Then I'll, I was it studying comedy at the groundlings and I'll be on Saturday Night Live in four years. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> 17 years later, I used to drive the work crying like almost couldn't see the, the freeway in front of me crying going i i i, I gotta get out of here i gotta get out of here this is what i moved here for this is who i was supposed to be i gotta get out of here now along the way i mentioned that going to new orleans thing different things pop up some i knew i wasn't supposed to but there was a lot of forks in the road and i was afraid to let go of this thing i hated <laughs> of this prison i was in mentally and yeah, and occupationally, and so at the end, when I finally did, um, 17 years later, I make this jump to go work full time at Screen Junkies, which sent me on a whole different journey. But the last day, I was me and my, me and my pal. Uh, you know, he's uh, he's been with me a long time. He's a Star Wars guy, he's a police officer now, and he and I have had some. Real in-depth, tough conversations lately, and, and, and it's always about Star Wars. It's always about Jon Snow and Game of Thrones. We're sentimental cats, And we were, but we were on, this, on the roof overlooking the mall that I worked at, and we were like, hey, there's no Starks left in Winterfell. And this was my literally my last hour of this job. After 17 years, this was my last hour. I broke down in tears in his arms, not for the joy of I'm finally out of here, but for why didn't I let go of this sooner? Why did I hold on to this thing I hated? Because I probably could have been out of here. Now, life takes you where you need to be. All the stuff you said earlier, Joseph, right? The numbers, this and that. You meet this person you're supposed to be with. You meet, yeah, I, I do kind of follow that path. And I think you look back and go, wow, that failure led to this and that led to that. I, I'm all for that too. But I was in that moment. I was, I was kind of Ray in the ad at going, I want out of here. Here's the <laughs> day I'm going to be here. That feels good. Yeah, I'll wait till my parents come back. That feels good, <sighs> and it hit me, and it hit me, and 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 that's where that's part of this change isn't just about you know change what charity you don't donate to or this and that change change can be that you 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 can hold on to let letting go means holding let, letting go of a lot of different things I, I guess I should say
1: yeah well so this is uh, this is great insight and and great life example. Uh, and I, I feel myself being, being like Luke on, on Octo with Ray, I hear that fear probably held you back, but what specific fear kept you in that job? Was it, had you tied a, your identity up with, I'm Ken Nabsock, I'm a security guy. Was it a fear of like, but how am I going to ever actually make ends meet? Was it a fear of not wanting to f- fully confront? What if I, what if I fail in, in a creative career? Yeah.
4: Yeah. Not, not, not just a basic fear of success, but just a fear of, um, you know, getting to, uh, the next level what does it mean or the hard work and, and discovery by myself. I have a better work ethic than I, than I did back then, but that's, that's cause I was lost in depression, right? Different, different discussion, different. <laughs> yes. Um, but even, even then, but then the journey, the journey continues. I didn't just go to screen junkies and suddenly everything's great. Um, I started learning where I am now where I'm fully independent on my own, working with you, working with my podcast. That only happened because I got fired or laid off two years ago, you know? And so I, I I fear if I hadn't, I almost would have been in the same spot. Again, I guess I'm a little bit more like Han than I to be. <laughs> <But> you know <laughs> I what I mean? It, and that ties into fear. And that's why I'm glad when you, the Yoda's lesson, fear, anger, hate, suffering has a lot of different meanings. I think there's a righteous rage. Be careful. Don't turn it to hate. Uh, but I also think fear, it isn't all dark side stuff, right? (laughs) It's no exactly what you're asking me about what I'm talking about. I had fear, fear to let go of who I had become or who of, of just the day to day routine. That's why I really gravitate towards. I always say Ray's routines, kept her there while she waited for the big thing. You know, uh, this getting portions growing some bread that <laughs> day, day on the door gee i hate this can't wait to do the skin tomorrow because i know what's coming i don't have to take any risks tomorrow i'll do the same thing um there's a fe- there's it's an underlying fear of, of something new you know and yeah that, and hey that works also for me when i go to my favorite thai restaurant and i try to order something different and i don't want it <laughs> you know right i mean it can be
1: as big as i can't get myself out of this uh job because i'm I've gotten used to it, and, and I, I imagined a specific off ramp, and and I'm afraid to leave for any other reason than that that specific off ramp I imagined, or it can be as simple as yes, like I am ground down in routine, and I could uh, I really could stand uh, to try something other than the pot thai at my local Thai restaurant. Uh, yeah, and yeah, it, is it sometimes it is comfort, which I don't think is a bad thing. And I think that's one of those great things of knowing yourself is no, you you don't have to just change constantly to change. Right. Um, But you should maybe try to change the things that if you examine yourself, you're you're not changing because you're afraid.
4: Yeah. Now excellent. it's real, real world conversations, but yeah. Yeah. Next time you're at my house to the fire pit and we order Thai food, I'm probably going to get orange chicken and pad Thai Joseph because I want joy in my life, but <laughs> I shouldn't, you know, you know, don't be afraid. But yes. Um, uh, Cause then, because then you, you know, what Ray, Ray does is is this fear and this routine traps her, but it also keeps her from being her. And then you got to, you said, you know, know yourself. And I think as, as you learn along the way. Uh, all I'm saying is I wish Maz was in my life earlier.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> I need her to stare in my eyes and, yes. and tell me if I'm someone who runs or not. Um, yeah, I I, I I struggle with change uh, a lot, partially because I think I am a, a, a creature of habit. When I find something I like, I like it. And there's this the part of it that like, uh, if the worst thing that happens is I'm not going to discover a new dish at the smokehouse because I really like the steak Sinatra. So be it. That's not going to. You know, it's keeping myself from a small joy. Uh, but then there's the I have decided this is the way my career is going to go. And so I'm not going to be open to new opportunities. Um, right. And that can be a real just accept what you can and can't control. You know, I've had, I've definitely had like career moments where, like, ah, man, I didn't kill that audition and I didn't get this thing. Um, and then I've had those moments where, uh, where I have, I, did a great job like i believe that and um there's you know objective evidence of laughs (laughs) or money or whatever bar it might be Where like i killed it and it didn't lead to that next thing because i don't have control over that part of it yeah all i can do is show up and do the best that i can do um and and because life can be surprising like that you can do everything exactly the right way destiny can lead you up to that fateful choice and you can make the right choice and sometimes it just something just doesn't happen mm-hmm. uh i love this discussion we're having about being open to other ways forward um yeah, yeah i mean there's a there is a version of life where you are like hey let's do four center and i would have been like no i you know Uh, like Qui-Gon saying I didn't come here to uh, Free Slaves I was like I didn't move to Los Angeles to talk about Star Wars you know that uh, maybe not the best example Um, but it it really is being open to different things and I've found so much joy here and it doesn't mean that I am not still trying to do a lot of the other things uh, that I'm trying to do but if I if I had been too afraid of change uh, we would not be having this conversation at all
4: Look, you want to talk about even that. Uh, Yeah, I I had some of that like, okay, should I reach out to that Joseph guy? I kind of barely know. (laughs) Uh, And and Jennifer, who just had a bit. But, you know, um, look, there's been along the ways where you don't forget, we used to do the main show every two weeks. And part of it was, yeah, I think you you originally suggested, I think we need to do this weekly. I almost, you know, fought against that because it was fear of God, I got to record every Monday. Oh, man, that's tough. I don't know if I can do that. You know, it, it breaks down to these little levels, these lessons here in Star Wars, down to that, like you said. And again, now I'm hungry for Pad Thai, but uh, it's there too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imagine what Force Center could have been once a month. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, but fear.
1: Fear would have held us back from doing it weekly. Um, yeah, I, I think another reason that I just I wanted to talk about this topic uh, right now is... Um, there's going to be a lot of change in, in just in the world, just as simple as um, just with the pandemic, the, I, I think I see, um, I fear losing things. Um, we're going to talk about loss, but just in, in terms of like literal death and that, but um, I fear change because I, 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 there's something deep inside me that I think it just reminds me of my mortality when something goes away and isn't there anymore and just can't be anymore. Right. and I, it's helping me a lot to think about letting go because change will bring something new and you will go on a new adventure but the sheer volume of of just restaurants um, both in Los Angeles and my hometown of Minneapolis and you know this bookstore I love that meant everything to me uh, was was burned down by arsonists who mm-hmm. were exploiting what was going on and I will never go there again and and uh, when I think about those things they, I have this moment where I want to get paralyzed because Mm -hmm. I'm so upset about that I had an experience once and I can never have it again. And there's nothing I can do about it. And it is helping me so much to think about accepting change because what, Mm -hmm. the next time I get to visit Minneapolis, almost every restaurant I've ever known is gone either from business or, you know, Mm -hmm. some other horrible thing. Um, What new places will I go and what new adventures will I have is really helping me process loss.
4: Mm. Yeah, uh, you are are you feeling that? Are you feeling that we are in a time of great change? Yeah, I th- I, I think we are, and uh, and that's it, it. It's um, uh, I am uh, focusing on the phrase you hear the, that new normal, and I love studying people's reactions to that phrase, <laughs> the new normal. Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I, I see, you know, cause I understand, I understand any, any kind of reaction to it. I understand. Um, I've had conversations of people just like, no, that's, that's not a thing. No, we're going to get back to normal. You know, look, I, I, I hope so too, whatever that is, but it's weird. The reaction to it just means they're afraid of moving into a new way of life. That's really what I see it as. And, and the, I mean, i am friends like don't just upset. Don't use that phrase. And I'm, I'm, I'm using it jokingly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the new normal here. No, don't even, oh, no, no. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Well, yeah, I think it's going to be all right too, but I just means they might wear a mask now if I go to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> I got it right. Yeah. Because by the way, I told Joseph Joseph off air, forget even the pandemic. I haven't even had a sniffle for three and a half months. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, but you know what I mean? That's where that that's where it, it, it kind of comes from for me too. And that could be that's nowhere, Jabelle. No. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that
1: fear that I certainly have had friends who are like very much like aware that like, no, change is bad. And like, say it as a joke but actually mean it of like these things are good the way they are why do they have to change um and i think that's natural but i think that's why we we tell these lessons because change isn't just like this the kind of change that we're used to as a society we're used to you graduate from high school and you you go get a job or you go to college and 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 we celebrate that and we process that but then these kind of big cultural shifts happen and we're sometimes not as good as a group at accepting like well, things change and it, it's not good. It's not bad. It's just different. It's just the new normal. Mm-hmm. Um, so along those lines, uh, and then we'll move on to, to the idea of letting go to accept loss. Um, we, we have villains who argue that the hero should let go, uh, like Kylo does to Rey. Uh, Kylo's version of letting go is actively slaughtering the past. Yeah. <laughs> not even conceptually, literally. Um when is it when do you think it's good to hold on to the status quo? What is what's the balance between accepting change but preserving the past or holding on
4: to things that you love? What what's the healthy balance for you? It's it's tough. It's a fine line, right? Which is why it's so tantalizing and why I think so many people watch The Last Jedi and got the wrong lesson from it uh and then put that in their movie reviews but um uh, i think a little bit of you know it's not just even just honoring the past learning from the past um uh, i think we talked about it before but like even even like eternal sunshine the spotless mind of like erasing a past relationship uh might also mean you erase the lessons from it and when it's time to maybe Mm -hmm. maintain status quo like you're talking about might be when like hey you know um Kylo, your change is going to lead to the actual death and destruction of people. A <laughs> good change. And having you, you touched on some of the stuff earlier um, with with Ahsoka uh, and everything, and 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 having the maturity or the overall perspective to know complicated layers, fine lines, and to know not everything is put into one box, and just and just having to trust to to, to really know when's the right time to. Order off an, another part of the menu when when, when you're giving yourself the joy because you know you deserve that you know, um, but it should be tough. There shouldn't be a clear answer. Kylo yeah. is right from a certain point of view in a way because that's what makes it so easy to slip into that dark side. Yeah,
1: yeah, and I love that his his version is coming from fear because he feel he's afraid that he's mm-hmm. only defined by the past and yeah. he's skipping. The, uh, you know, he's running from the fear of identifying himself by just saying, oh, I'll, I'll get rid of everything else and then I'll just magically be what I'm supposed to be instead of dealing with himself and making his choice, you know, mm-hmm. and I, I get I, I one of the reasons I love Rise of Skywalker so much is, again, that um, combination of the individual in the community. And I think that to me represents this balance of what is the that it's good to hold on to the past when it can help you evolve. Um, And I see that so much in Luke's line of, you know, a thousand generations live in you now, but this is your fight of, we are there for you. We will support you. You can uh, learn our lessons. We will encourage you, but you have to be present in the moment. It's your moment and and you go forward. So sort of Star Wars and philosophically, I like that idea a lot. And, And I can take that even from, hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. But I'm never going to be a lounge singer, (laughs) you know, in vain. I can never go do the Rat Pack show with them. And, but I have taken inspiration and said, well, how does, why am I attracted to that? What's, what about that era of entertainment or those people is, is so electric to me and how can I apply that to my own work? You know, and I feel like that's, uh, just in my own life a way that i've really consciously been tried to be aware of you can take the past into the into the future with you and you can be inspired by it you know
4: yeah mm. well yeah. fingers in star wars
1: <laughs> I, that's part of the reason i love me a vat weirdo Lulilo primoc yeah it's a little bit of lounge in star wars it's a <laughs> it's a beautiful thing yeah um, all right. So, uh, it, it, not surprisingly, uh, this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Uh, we got one more, uh, different idea of, of letting go in Star Wars to talk about. We talked a lot about change. One of the biggest changes, uh, that happens in life and is, uh, undeniable is loss in general and death specifically. And Star Wars, uh, certainly had some examples of this, uh, We've got uh, Yoda, Yoda's speech to Anakin train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Uh, when Yoda himself passes on, saying uh, this, that is the way of things, the way of the Force. Uh, Raise perception of the Force on Octo is life, death, and decay that brings new life. That idea that uh, change in the form of death has to happen for new life, new ideas uh, to flourish. Of course, uh, you mentioned Leia already, we got Obi-Wan, Luke, Leia. Uh, uh Ben, actually, all sacrificing the version of life that they are currently living uh, to become something else and to save others. So even their death is always bringing new life. Not only their their new life as a part of the Force, but someone in uh, the corporeal realm of the galaxy far, far away, their life gets to continue because of the sacrifice of those heroes. So a lot of ideas about letting go of... Um, of people and uh, accepting that loss is a natural part of the galaxy. So do you have a favorite moment of this in star Wars or, or the examples that resonate the most with you? What are your thoughts there?
4: Uh, I'm gravitating towards Yoda. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Um, uh, is it also, uh, death is one thing. Uh, relationships, Uh, by the way, everything's great over here now, but uh, in in the past, um, and I have been a person who is so afraid to let go, uh, not just jobs, but of, of relationships, even when I know it's hurting them and me. And just you, you got you do have to literally trade yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose who am I without this you're gonna find out who am I without this person you're gonna find out um, Luke's Luke's passing um, is so powerful in story for me um, I'm I'm not quite hopefully not at that uh, stage where I'm sitting on a rock uh, ready to go um, but as you know I just had a conversation with my my father who, you know, is what, 70 now, God, you know, uh, and he's like, ah, you know, I got like 15, 20 more years on this planet, if I'm lucky. And it's like, wh- wow, you know, you never stop thinking about that number. <laughs> and he's in a pretty good spot. He is kind of a spiritual guy, like, cool, I, I, I'll, I'll be ready when it's time. So uh, I, all that's the, the, the Luke, Luke thing for a lot of different reasons, a lot of it in story I love. But that Yoda one's pretty powerful. Yeah,
1: yeah. That that speech to Anakin is, there's a lot going on there. So um, definitely want to discuss that. Um I think I've taken a lot of comfort, even when I was young and didn't fully understand it, but just how peaceful Yoda is in Return of Jedi when he says that is the way of things, the way of the Force. I have said that to myself so many times when there is something sad or even bad that is uh out of my control or just like, yep, you know, people move on, you know, kind of things where I've just said that to myself, well, that is the way of things. That is the way of the force. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a gentleness to it that is so accepting of this is natural that things change. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not a thing to rage against. Um, it's a thing to just take a deep breath and accept. Um, you you were talking about relationships and it it made me uh, think of, uh the woman that i was dating when i should have went to weird Al with her um <laughs> we were we were briefly engaged and it was one of those um the relationship had kind of fallen apart and i i really wanted to make it work and i i, I thought getting engaged would do that um and it, there came a point where it was clear that it wasn't going to work and i remember just uh, I I released her. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that sounds controlling. What I meant was, yeah, I think it was it was emotionally clear that yeah. she knew this wasn't the right thing,
4: mm-hmm.
1: and it felt so good to say, I know this isn't the right thing. You know, mm. let's let go. And that that p- point in my life was obviously was a real sad time. She's a you know we're, we're good friends now, and she's a great person. Um, and it was sad but i remember the this very unique feeling of kind of joy cuz i i had accepted that this that this wasn't going to work out that it was natural that this was the end of that chapter
4: right yeah so Star Wars really helps with relationships, is what we're saying. <laughs> it does, it does, and there's great peace in that. And then, then that way you can take positive, more positive, and inspirational, and insightful uh, lessons from what you experience. Right, where if you you fight it or you, you approach it with anger, and I, I, you can erase some of that kind of stuff. Uh, again, sometimes believe me, important to just disconnect completely. We were not talking about that. Uh, give us a little room, a little wiggle room on this discussion, but like, yeah, I think uh, you're now because you're willing to accept that change and let go and accept that loss, you're able to, um, not just move past it, but grow from it. It's just that, yeah, exactly. Well said, Ken. Thank you.
1: Uh, where, where were you back then?
4: <laughs> Uh, crying at uh, driving to a mall. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we, we could have uh, we could have cried together. Uh, <laughs>
1: done some Star Wars shopping. Um, let Let's talk about that Yoda scene in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, uh, do you think Yoda's advice to Anakin is too harsh? He says, "Rejoice for those around you who transform into the Force. Mourn them, do not. Miss them, do not. Is does that take a step beyond?" Death is natural. It's going to happen. They're becoming a part of the, the force. It's a sad but beautiful thing. Does
4: miss them? Do not take that too far for you. No, no, no. Now, as again, give us room to have this discussion, folks. There's sometimes there's horrible, tragic deaths. Uh, a friend of mine just experienced one that I'm. I'm even having trouble wrapping my head around, and I'm at a, at a little bit of a distance from it. Um, you know, again, allow us to allow us to find have have kind of a general conversation about, about this. Um, it's not too harsh if, if if you kind of take the meaning of it. It, it doesn't it doesn't re- mean not remember them again, not take the lessons, not take the joys from what you experienced. But I think you can trap yourself a bit with that missing feeling, right? That is an attachment. Hmm. That is an attachment. Um, I've been very fortunate to not have a lot of death very close to me in my life, knocking on wood. So, the grain of salt. I, last year, year and a half ago, lost my grandfather. Um, 94 years, 94 good, but also very complicated years. Um, but it was a weird situation because we all knew it was happening and we got to experience it. And not even in a hospital, at his house, uh, and he, and he dressed up for his final time. He shaved, he played as he's old Russian guy, uh, circassian, actually more specifically played his, uh, his circassian uh, instrument his three string guitar. He had and everything. And I, and I, my cousins are there and everyone's, and I had a moment where I was on the bed next to him and I could have stayed for hours. I said goodbye and I left mm. and I cried and I did all those things. Um, I said a final, some final words to him as he played his guitar and looked at me and he, he died two, three days later. Um, it doesn't mean I don't, am not going to remember him, but I think I just had to be like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to miss him, but I can't be ruled by that. I must be mm. by the memory, The memory, missing and memory are two different things. And so when Yoda says that, Anakin experiences a traumatic death with his mother, I, that's why I love and you you highlighted this recently um about Padme and look there's some things about how the relationship plays out I understand we could probably get in and maybe even make better if the scripts are rewritten now but when she's like no you, you, your anger's okay that's that's an emotion it's what you do with it right we had that discussion yeah I'm uh, not taking anything from Shmi's death and that's why it might be a little harsh but um clearly clearly Anakin Mr from the point of it was a prison that drove him and drove his actions and guided his actions versus remembering and moving past. So no, long winded answer. I don't, I think Yoda was right on.
1: Oh man, that's great. Uh, I have never thought of the, of the, the Yoda's words, miss them. Uh, do not as don't make a prison for yourself. Uh, which I think is a great, a great take. Um, and I'm going to try looking at it that way because I have always seen it as a moment where Yoda could have helped Anakin more and kind of failed him. Um, well, he could have, look, he could have explained it a little bit more. <laughs> Yoda does have some failure. So he, he does. Yeah. Cause I think, I think what it is is there's these, there's parts of that speech that I think are the vision of Star Wars, the vision of, um, the force is a natural balance the way uh, Ray sees it on octo of uh you know it is natural that little porglets are born and there's joy, and then uh, they die through you know natural predators, the sort of natural cycle of the natural world and and we are of that as well and and we need to rejoice in that natural cycle because that is the way of things, the way of the force, but the miss them do not always always uh snag me because I feel like it is Yoda's just trying to give Anakin the wisdom without any of the empathy. Like mm-hmm. he, and it almost, it, I almost want to interpret it sometimes from Yoda's perspective as a place of fear where he knows, he knows Anakin struggles with loss. Yeah. Um, you know, he sensed that he was in pain when he slaughtered the Tusken Raiders. Yoda chose to put um, Ahsoka with Anakin to help him teach, teach him how to, let go and it feels like he's just being like you gotta you gotta train yourself to let go because otherwise it's it's gonna work out bad for you you gotta do this instead of having a little bit of like um uh i'm just telling you what the destination is when i think what anakin needed is help on the journey
4: yes yes uh i don't think you're i don't think you're wrong at all uh and i love having those discussions of where you know some of the mistakes the characters made are just as valuable as the successes they have to us as fans. I'm not even talking about failure. The greatest teacher failure is all the, I'm, I'm just saying like, I, I love that. I love that discussion. I, I, cause I'm thinking of real world examples. I have, I have a good friend. I've, look, I've battled depression my life. I've been in and out of therapy, some suicidal incidents, all that kind of stuff. I, I, I I've been there in it and, I'm, and it's something that's always going to be with you. Right. Um, I have a friend who's like, yeah, it's pretty simple. You're depressed. Stop being depressed. <laughs> like, like now look from a certain point of view, you do the step, you do the work. And there's some truth to this, and I believe. though so I believe it's. Uh, this is a different discussion about depression. Yeah, there, it's it's part of you. It's a, it could be a disease. It could be this. I also think it's a, it's an addiction. I think it could be a crutch. And for me, that's what it was. So, I had to make that decision to stop being depressed. I'm simplifying it, right? I'm talking years and years and years and years, but it was always like that. Where it was always just like, no, man. <laughs> more than that (laughs) more of an "Ah, on at the base level it's this you're right (laughs) i get it but there's a lot more to it i think in that moment i do think you're right about yet it's not an easy thing from yoda for yoda to say that yeah to that person to that that person right
1: because it feels more about yoda being like "Eh, this is this is exactly what we're worried about with you kid so you know get it right train yeah. yourself to, to let go of everything you fear to lose, which I think a lot of us say to one another as a healthy thing. And I've been thinking about that when I get like all torn up because like, I'm never going to walk into that bookstore again. Right. Uh, train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose, not, not to compare human life to a place, but uh, yeah. it's obviously uh, human life. I'll go out on a limb and say more important than buildings. Um, but train yourself to let go of everything you lose. Uh, you fear to lose I think is exactly what you're saying. That's great advice about don't make um don't make it a prison. It is sad when you lose someone. It is sad when you lose uh an idea of what your life could have been, but don't make it a prison. I think is is great and beautiful. But the miss them has always been like he needs he needed in that moment to hear what you're saying. He needed you, Ken. Um <laughs> he needed the it is it is so sad. And that person will always be with you, Um, you know, and and I'll always be interested in in how much of that was a a choice to have Yoda be, in my opinion, a little bit harsh.
4: Yeah.
1: Uh, And I love that he that when he returns in in Last Jedi, uh, Yoda says, missed you, I have young Skywalker. Eh, Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Yoda's learned, yeah. Yeah, missing missing gonna be natural um you touched on this a little bit um what do you think star wars does have to say about the difference between violent death and natural death um yoda is old it's the way of things the way of the force it's, it's his time to to go uh, my head cannon is he he holds on because he wants to have that one last conversation in person with luke but that's it's it's totally natural uh but then we see deaths like Uh, is kylo you know killing his father is that a natural death how do you think star wars grapples with the difference between natural death and and violent death that jedi should strive to prevent
4: um man i don't know if i have the the space frog insight on this one other than um you know, it, it, it might, it, it going back to my friend's statement of, eh, hey, stop being depressed, uh, it, it it's might be all the same advice, but it's a harder path to get there and you have to allow for that. And and I'm going to Schmee's death, for example, right? I could only mm-hmm. imagine, could you imagine if that's, if you're experiencing that, mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm probably taking some Tuscan heads off too. I'm sorry, you know, right? And I have to deal with how that Leads me right, and hopefully I, hopefully, I don't make that decision right. Um, but that's something that's uh, as Joe R. Mormon says, there's a beast in every man, and, and you know, it stirs when you put a sword in his hand. Uh, you got to be careful, right? So, none of this is easy, and none of this is easy. And I wish we all could go out like Luke, by the way. I'd love to have that discussion about why I love that <laughs> for Luke versus what could have been. Um, so I, I don't know what it's saying about it, other than the path might lead the same direction yeah accepting it yeah
1: i think it's complicated and maybe this that that question could should maybe be its whole own episode um i think for the way i interpret it there's um natural death is a part of the the balance like the dark side you know especially as like ray experiences it on octo is you know it's sadness and violence and things that are just going to happen and the force is out of balance when an agent of darkness chooses to accelerate pain and, and violence and death. Everybody suffering on Corellia doesn't have to be uh, Palpatine made that happen. Vader made that happen. Um, you know, Alderaan being blown out of the sky did not have to happen. It's not the natural cycle. It, it's uh, the dark side being out of balance by accelerating those things. Um, out of the, the selfish goal of, you know, a, a handful of people. So I, I think that there is a, a power in that version of, of the distinction between, you know, uh, on my Star Wars counseling episode, when I was trying to talk about the what the balance of the force would be, I feel like a Jedi would watch a Porg be eaten by a natural predator. It's sad, <laughs> yeah. but it's sort of the natural ecosystem. I think if a Sith was just like, I'm walking around and I'm going to chop this porg into the Jedi blade would come up to block that unnatural death. Uh, That's a, you know, a very simple inside star Wars way to look at it. Um, I think when it gets deeper and more complex, it uh, I think discussions of death um, in star Wars are also about uh, choice, right? When a, um, when a Jedi is, is, uh, saying, "I I willingly will will move on to this next kind of being right. in order to save somebody else. That that even though they might die in sort of violent ways, that it is this active choice mm. that is I like Obi Wan sacrificing himself on the Death Star so Luke gets out of there so Vader doesn't make the connection then, um, and so Obi Wan can keep helping Luke." that's a real like an idea of death allowing for new life right it is literally the story of the movie's called a new hope because leia and the rest of the rebellion that knows about him thinks obi-wan kenobi is the only hope and you know and he makes that sacrifice partially so we can have this sort of uh, metaphorical rebirth in this new life and this new hope in luke so I think that that it gets uh gets complicated when talking about uh <laughs> oh, no no
4: it's, it's complicated and I like like even with the Kylo Ren and letting go like I, I don't want it to be a, a clear answer um you know again it it and if you're and if you're Yoda or someone you're giving the advice knowing when to give specific kind of advice for different situations is part of the key of being a good mentor. Um, sometimes it's a boy, get up and do it again. And sometimes it's here, come on, let, let's talk about it. And, and you don't need to go back out and face it. We're going to work on it. You know what I mean? It, it's, it, it, you know, that, 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 that's why I don't have a clear cut uh, response to this one.
1: Yeah, no, that makes, that makes total sense. Uh, you talked about this a little bit, but how do these ideas of, of letting go to accept loss, to accept, um, Death as a part of life. Do they have they helped you? Did it help you with your grandfather? Does it helped you in other examples of loss?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's helped me with. Um, like I said, unfortunately, not too much death, and uh, my my uncle passed away in two thousand twelve, and and that was a weird. I was driving to a wrestling show and uh, got the word and continued to participate in, in a pretty brutal hardcore wrestling match, which I was put through a table and hit with canes and it was a good kind of pain that day that I needed. Um, so I don't know if that's part of what Yoda would have recommended, but I did it, uh, because I felt I needed to, uh, to move forward and chase a dream in his honor. Um, so, uh, that's worked, but I'll tell you in the, in the relationship aspect, which, which are little deaths in a way, mm-hmm. um, I, and again, there are situations, and you listening might be in a situation or have been in situations that are not good any way you cut it. And getting away and getting away fast uh, and as, as complete as you can be and as far as you can be from those situations are important. Um, you know, but in, in just kind of under normal general circumstances, I've always had pretty positive uh, breakups and pretty positive post-relationship relationships terms of friendships, um, that don't, you know, aren't, aren't close, uh, that's not always appropriate, but just like, um, because I face those deaths of the, of those loves and those relationships and those moments and those memories, um, with, with, with uh, accepting the, the change and not regretting any step of it because it's led me to what I am now right? I, I am in the best relationship I've ever been in because of the lessons I've learned before and I didn't fight them. I didn't view them with anger. I didn't, I, I, I grew from them and I allowed that transition to happen. That's where I've done better with it versus other areas of my life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I, you know, I also have been lucky to not have a a terrible amount of, uh, of death in my life. Um, but you know, uh, is uh we get older, it becomes more on your mind of your own mortality and therefore the mortality of others and those conversations like you were talking about with your dad where you know a parent will just have that real lucid like well, <laughs> looking at my watch and like yeah. in in the contrast between you know the depth of that and the sort of just practical realism of it uh can be hard to to reconcile, right. and I think these moments in Star Wars for me that try to that, that try to make you feel better about the fact that this is a natural part of life um and m- maybe it is my own hangups why I, why i get uh hung up on on miss them do not and your your don't make it a prison idea uh will help me uh i think i can get very controlling in a way of thinking like I can make a difference. I can, I can stop things from happening. I think I can get very Anakin in a, in a way. Um, And I think embracing that, you know, the mood that Yoda has and is that is the way of things, the way of the force and Mm -hmm. accepting that it is a natural part of existence, that we are all only here for a certain amount of time. Which then is, you know, many stories and many philosophies have taught us that that makes you reflect on, well, what's truly important. What what choices should I make with the the people who are here now and in my relationships with them, and to try to see it as more of um, that death can be a reflection on life, not mm. just a sad thing, mm. but a thing that reminds you to try to live the life that you want to.
4: Yeah. I like that. I'm a little <laughs> afraid of you. You're, you're Anakin here. You're holding no. No, um, I'm glad, but I'm glad, I'm glad. Uh, yeah. No, this is, this is again, the value of star Wars to continue. It, it's a continuous reward. If you're plugged into star Wars, star Wars in this way, not that again, not that I don't love a good Canon timeline or I don't want to sit and analyze the, 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 the battle of Endor. And I don't want to talk about how much I love Piet and Jerry Girard, but, this is this is my favorite way to look at Star Wars now. Just like the continuing lessons you can go back to. You're going to be able to go back to that Revenge of the Sith scene now, Joseph, and be like, all right, how do I view it now? Or how do I want to apply this? And, and, and the stories keep going. <laughs> the lessons keep going. Right, and if I
1: look at that beat in a new way, how does it change uh, Yoda in Empire Strikes Back and the Last Jedi, yeah. and yeah. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff? Um, yeah. uh, this is our. We got two more questions. Uh, just a, a super easy one. Uh, how does Star Wars view of accepting loss help you with your thinking about your own mortality?
2: Um.
4: It. Um. It puts. I, I'd like to say, without, without a little as self loathing as possible, um, um, knowing that you're part of the bigger picture, and using that to be a, a positive way of just like I'm. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a speck on a map. I'm, I'm dust in the wind. Right. Um, hopefully, keeps ego in check, but not just doesn't destroy self worth. Because you then learn you're part of it. You're part, you're needed here for your time. You're needed this, You're that balance or the, the force moving through everybody. Uh, hey, Luke, you might be a chosen one type. You might be in the running for that title, but you're also just this little part of it, but we need that little part. Uh, and then, you know, we'll see in my, if I'm fortunate enough to have a final moment, um, you know, uh, there's a great song by No and the Whale, and the lyric is, "On the last, you know, on the last night of my life, uh, uh, I, I hope uh, I paid a high price to to look to the sky and be done with my life." Like, yeah, you know, I just want to be able to feel like Luke in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can let go of this, I can let go. And what's next? Yeah. Who knows? I don't want to be Palpatine. <laughs> don't want right, Palpatine. You don't want to be uh,
1: clinging to life. No. Yeah. And and a selfish life in particular, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But when you say you don't want to be Palpatine, are you just kind of viscerally reacting to just like literally the image of him clinging to uh, a, a version of life? Is it that or is it is it that he is clinging to his own only his own life and only his own needs?
4: yeah it, it's that i mean i don't i don't want to i don't know being i'm, I'm kind of lazy at times uh being <laughs> moved around uh, by some acolytes in a in a, in a prize arm at, at a pizza parlor uh for me. <laughs> but it's what you're saying it's what it means it's why we talk about the why of star wars palpiting coming back is this constant uh uh lesson on the, on the dark side of this is this is it's all about you it's all about destruction it's all about holding on to things it's a big example of it but compare that to Leia's final moments compare it to Luke Luke and Leia versus Palpatine and, and how they left this world and what it brought are are important whys of Star Wars
1: yeah yeah no that's great that's great and I think that's a thing I think a lot about with uh, Palpatine and the Sith and whether it was intended or not, just reading the text. I love that time after time. They're just like, Whoa, what can we do? Well, don't accept change. Uh, build a gun. Right. <laughs> uh, did that one blow up? Build another one. Uh, a bunch of mini guns. <laughs> and it's just, it's not change. It's not accepting yeah. any evolution. Um, just not healthy. Just not healthy. Just not healthy. But I really like what you're saying about uh, looking to uh, Luke, uh, Leia, Luke, I think it was so underlined that he had been struggling with his path forward and he found it in that he ended his life saving others and reaching out to Ben in his own way. And, you know, kind of planting this seed of really think about what you're doing and and whether it will actually change anything for you, Ben, um, and then got to end his life with such peace and purpose and the fact that that's so underlined is so beautiful and i think that's uh this is honestly something that's that's coming to me in the moment from having this discussion because i i wrestle with my own mortality that is a real if you fear a loss of control that's a real big <laughs> loss of control right uh and it, it bundles up with every other fear of it, it, what am i going to leave behind did i accomplish enough was i uh, good enough person you know is it going to be 15 minutes before my name is wiped from you know the the face of the earth's memory you know uh, which is all sorts of holding on and and all sorts of different kind of fears get all bundled up in mortality and that's something that i really wrestle with but i've had so many moments in life where I've looked up to Luke Skywalker, or Yoda, or Obi Wan, or Ray, but but Luke in particular, because he was my original bond, um, and managed to see like big momentous Star Wars moments and go like, oh, uh, when when Luke calmed down and and found a peaceful solution, that's like when I deescalated this fight in a writer's room, or <laughs> you know, when when he you know made a different choice they you know went to decided that inaction was in fact exactly the right action or oh i i was able to come up with this uh improv joke because i remembered to breathe like he does on hoth like i've had all these moments in my life where i've connected not exciting or adventurous things to luke's journey that's a really fun and uh peaceful thing to think about of when i get to the time where i'm approaching the end of my life how can i try to do it with peace and purpose and be like luke skywalker right you know that's you know can i uh can i pre-write my own obituary in a fun way (laughs) that references luke skywalker and that will give me peace and purpose and like kind of say that in a joking way but also like you know finding those that's given me a lot of power to find the real world things that attach to the ideas of star wars
4: hey it's. So it's, it is the franchise that keeps on giving.
1: Yeah. So final question, final question. You can uh, have a serious answer or a joke answer. Um, what is something you're going to work on letting go?
4: Uh, I mean, look, man, uh, fried rice versus pad thai is a big battle, right? <laughs> uh, no, um, um, uh, letting go. I, I go to the haunt stuff. Um, not letting my solitude and, um, Uh, ability to to just naturally withdraw from from people or situations or life it's always a balance sometimes I do it for for you know healthy reasons I've pulled away some social media because I uh, just want to do more with my day and my life and what I can do in my immediate sphere of influence Um, that might not always be the case and so I've got to also learn to let go of even a new path right you got to, you got to be open to all the different paths as they keep going and building each other. Um, but just um, like my father before me, like, like, how do I, how do I plug into just the world around me on a big level, but also a small level without getting into too many details of things going on and have been in my life for years? Just, um, you know, I can, I can, I can just fly around in the Falcon if I'm not careful. And, and I don't want to do that all the time. Sometimes it's good. <laughs> sometimes that's okay.
1: Yeah, sometimes, but, sometimes it's good to be a roguish, charming smuggler.
4: Yeah, yeah. sometimes it's good man. Um, but uh, yeah, that's it's uh, part of the part of growth, part of growth.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think for myself, uh, you know, I will always struggle with uh, letting go of some of the the fear that can lead to uh, bad decisions or you know anger at myself for past decisions that I can't control now that but instead should focus on letting them be lessons. Um, a lot of that kind of stuff um, mm. Star Wars is extremely helpful with. But uh, we're we're in sync. I have had for years a kind of a, a rigidity to the way I tweet. Mm. And I've always wanted to start the day with a jokey tweet. Mm. And I like doing that. But recently I have freed myself from that because mm. there's so much else going on. And it's it's kind of a joke, but it's like it makes a big difference when I don't whole utterly hold myself to that rigid you have to get up you have to look at what else is going on in the world make sure you're not accidentally stepping in something see the general tone and yeah. get this joke out by this time you like like you you, you do kind of just want to you know uh watch something or get to work but you got to do this tweet first and man i feel peace and purpose when i <laughs> let it go let the tweeting go that's <laughs> It's our big uh, lesson after discussing uh, the theme of letting go in Star Wars is uh, tweet less. That's what you and I both came down to.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Less. Yes. Yeah. I think we nailed it. Uh, Well, as always, uh, you know, all of our uh, all of our force centered caveats that I think our our longtime listeners know, but I think Ken and I uh, both uh, are always concerned about what we're putting out there and what we're saying to other people. So this is a long episode as as these deep dives always are. This one uh, danced around lots of topics that people have really different opinions on and really strong opinions and uh, everything from interpreting the meaning of Yoda's speech to Anakin to how we all process really big uh, things like uh, loss and life change and relationships. And as always, we are speaking uh, from our hearts, from our own perspective, and we recognize and appreciate and respect that these are just our perspectives and there are a million more out there.
4: Yeah, a million more stars in the galaxy. Everyone shines just as bright. So thanks for letting us have these discussions. I think this is what makes Force Center so fun is we can sit down and, and rank Star Wars figures. Uh, we can also go deep into what Star Wars means on a, on a day-to-day basis to all of us who are plugged in on this level.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, any final thoughts other than that? Or should we dive into where people can find us? Should we wrap up the business of the podcast?
4: Yeah, I've got to order some pad thai via the internet. So uh, (laughs) we can move on and wrap it all up. Let's let this podcast go.
1: Yes. So Ken, where can people find you?
4: You can go to uh, catnapsock.com. That's information on everything. My book, my podcast, uh, my charity tab, where I'm highlighting Maggie's Pride Project this month and uh, sticking by that uh, forever, by the way, but highlighting right now because it's Pride Month and a lot of other choices on there as well.
1: Excellent. Excellent. And you can uh, find me on Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can go to my website for uh, my other podcast, Obsessed, and uh, comedy albums, all sorts of stuff. That's josephscrimshaw.com. And the thing I want to highlight this episode is a project called Vote Forward. The website is vote, V-O-T-E-F-W-D dot O-R-G. And what this is, is you print out some letters, you add a little personal note, and they're just to encourage people to vote, just to encourage uh, the community that we're all a part of in America for every individual to use their inherent power uh, to go vote and be a part of this big community that we're all in. So I encourage that if you're interested to just check it out. V-O-T-E-F-W-D dot That is it for us. For all of the different interpretations of the theme of letting go for myself and for Ken, we will close with the subtext of what Obi-Wan Kenobi is always saying, and that is, on clutch. On clutch.